0: Welcome to The Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Hello, and welcome back to The Soft Life podcast, y'all. It is your host, Priscilla Apoku-Adjimin. Welcome back. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month. Happy May. Happy Spring. All the things. I'm so happy to be back. As you know, we have taken a bit of a break and as needed, I realized that I actually had never taken an actual break from recording or uploading podcast episodes. So it feels really good to come back feeling creatively inspired, rejuvenated. And I also want to just share so much support and love to fellow content creators and fellow creatives in general, entrepreneurs, anyone that's juggling, especially a nine to five with a business or a brand that they're building, it takes a tremendous amount of grace to try to do both and to do both so sending you so much love I have been sensing a lot of creative burnout from the not only the wellness community but just folks in general are exhausted Um, we're five months into the year and it feels like it's just floating by so quickly but I want to just remind you that you are here for a reason your purpose matters your vision matters and I myself have realized so much taking this um, one-month break from uploading and being super, super active on socials. In case you missed it, and if you are not part of the Sadie Baddies community on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, and all of the other places that we exist, our newsletter, our Geneva home, you might have missed a couple of really awesome announcements that we've had. And one being that We were a guest feature on the Being Black podcast, which is hosted by Camille Smith, who is a multifaceted creator herself. She is actually a chemical engineer, but she's a content creator as well and a podcast host. And we love her. She is such a beam of light. And we had so much fun talking to her and with her about the Soft Life podcast. So I will definitely link that episode so you can check that out and we also had a couple of brand partnerships. So our first brand partnership that we shared was with Daily Gem, also known as Gem, and they are actually a nutrition and wellness company. So they provide daily nutrition um, supplements that you can take in one bite. And we do have affiliate code for you. If you do want to try Gem for yourself, you will get 50% off your first order. I've been taking them for a couple of months now and I've noticed a significant difference in my mood, my energy levels, my cognition. I feel sharper. I feel like my wellness is more supported just knowing that I'm supplementing any gaps in my nutrition. So I will definitely link that for you to check it out. And um, we love gem honestly. it's It's really great to just have something so simple and add it to your daily routine. Another partnership that we had recently was with Zando Projects and an affiliation with Get Lifted um, Books, which is actually John Legend's publishing company. If you didn't know, John Legend, the John Legend, the Grammy-winning John Legend, has his own publishing company called Get Lifted, and in partnership with um, Get Lifted, Zando Projects has... um, created amazing marketing and publishing um, campaign for the author Liv Little. She is an amazing author. She has her debut novel called Rosewater, which is about a queer Caribbean woman who is navigating socioeconomic challenges, as well as dealing with family and generational trauma, and also dealing with her platonic and romantic lives and intertwining all of it. And what I love so much about this book in particular is how it really shows us what our anchors are in life. And I just cannot wait for you to get your hands on this book. Um, I will link it below. um, So you can check out our conversation that we had with one of our former guests on the show, Dr. Chanel Ramsubik, who is an adult and child psychi- psychiatrist based in Oakland, California. Chanel is also a good friend of mine, so it was so fun to talk to her and catch up and talk about the book. So definitely check it out. Loved um, this partnership; it felt very aligned. And we've been bu- we've been very busy, y'all. As You can tell. Um, Mental health awareness month is always one of our most important and and busy months for us at Baddies, And we are just so grateful for these opportunities, these um, partnerships that are really aligned with what we practice here on a daily basis. And when you live and breathe community care, community health, uh, mental health for the collective, every day feels like Mental Health Awareness Month, honestly. We also have been interviewing several guests for the show. We have some of your faves, your faves coming on the show. I'm so excited for you to listen to these new episodes. I have been feeling very inspired by having um, the presence of these amazing guests. Um, some of them are educators, community builders, content creators, entrepreneurs, multi-hyphenates, Um. Financial advisors. There's so many amazing people that are going to be on the show this season as we are officially launching season four. So, I again am just so happy to be here. I'm grateful for my team, um, my fiance Eddie, who has been tremendous in lifting um, the partnerships and building out partnerships for us at Sadie Baddies, as well as Angel, our community manager, who has been keeping us afloat and just can't stress the importance of having support and having a team so that you can take breaks when you need to because they're necessary. So let's get into this week's episode. So this week's episode is all about getting unstuck and also the difference between taking inspired action and goal setting. So I think for a lot of us right now, we're in a time and we're in a season of wanting momentum, of wanting things to move and shake and have this acceleration with our goal setting, the intentions that we plan early in the year. Um, quick pause, I'm gonna take a quick sip of tea in my Sadie Baddies mug. So let's talk about feeling stuck and what that means How does feeling stuck prevent us from living and stepping into our fullest selves and in our best lives as well? So what is feeling stuck? I think we've all been there before, but I want to kind of break down what feeling stuck is, some of the emotions that come up when feeling stuck and how we can move past it. So feeling stuck is essentially when you're feeling uninspired, when you're feeling unmotivated and possibly when you're feeling directionless as well. So sometimes we also can attribute feeling stuck to analysis paralysis, which is actually a term that means when you are met with too many options and you're unsure of what outcome to expect. So analysis paralysis is a state of overthinking and overanalyzing a situation to the point where you're not making any action at all and no decision is actually taken. So you're in this limbo, you're stuck in this, oh, but what if this happens and you're trying to kind of predict the outcomes and you end up not doing anything at all. This can happen when a person is faced with too many options and with too much information or too many decisions that are placed in front of them. And it makes it very difficult to make a decision in in these scenarios analysis paralysis is also something that can cause stress, it can cause anxiety, and it can even cause a feeling of feeling stuck and feeling stagnant. So it's very important to find ways to simplify the decision-making process in order to avoid having analysis paralysis and move forward with clarity and confidence and I also want to note that feeling stuck is not the same and it should not be confused with the natural rhythm and flow of life. If you're in the winter of your season, that's fine. That does not necessarily mean you're stuck. It just means that you are planting the seeds so that you can grow and you can flourish and blossom. So, whether that means creating new habits for yourself, whether that means examining your relationships, whether that is you reevaluating the way that you take care of yourself and the way you show up in spaces, in your relationships, at work, wherever it may be, that's okay. That doesn't necessarily mean you're stuck. That just means you're in that season of your life. And I know we've also talked about being between a rock and a hard place, which is known as a liminal space. As you know, in episode 23, which the baddies loved because we really talk about what a liminal space is and how a liminal space can actually be this precipice for change and how it can transform us in ways that we never imagined. I shared some of the times in my my life where I was in a liminal space and how I was able to move past it and through it. And feeling stuck is not necessarily being in a liminal space because a liminal space is more about your external environment and your external environment maybe not matching how you want to feel inside. So this could be a move, a graduation, a relationship ending, a divorce. Those are all external factors that really impact how we feel inside. Whereas feeling stuck is more of this kind of weird feeling that you can't really put your finger on, but you just know that you're afraid to take the next step somewhere, right? And last but not least, feeling stuck is also not the same thing as being clinically depressed. We've talked about depression. We've talked about high-functioning depression um, in episode 29. Similar feelings of feeling stuck and feeling depressed can overlap, but the two are not the same. So let's talk about what inspired action is and how inspired action can help to propel us into that next step that we need to get out of this place of feeling stuck. So let's talk about first what inspired action is. So inspired action is actually a term used to describe the action that you take. And it's from a place of inner inspiration or intuition. So it's that inner knowing that propels you to take that next step. It is a type of action that is usually driven by a deep sense of purpose, of passion, of even creativity, rather than this extreme external pressure or obligation to meet a goal. So inspired action is often characterized by a sense of flow or ease. And as the action feels like a natural expression of one's authentic self, that is how you can show up and you can start to take these inspired actionable steps it's different than feeling reactive or having a forced reaction on something or about something it's also is different than goal setting because having an inspired action or or taking inspired action does not always require you to feel like you have to take this sense of duty, this sense of responsibility or obligation. So instead of you feeling like, oh, I have to do this because if I don't, I'll be punished for it or there's these these circumstances that are looming over my head, and that's why i'm forcing myself to do this. That's not what inspired action is. It's really it's really waiting on the signal, it's waiting on the feeling, the sign of intuition for you to take the next step that you need so that you can be unstuck and feel unstuck. So, by in, it, by taking inspired actions, you can tap into your full potential and you can create meaningful differences and changes in your habits and your lives and that can also affect your external environment as well. So very similar to how a lot of people have been shifting from goal setting in the beginning of the year or whenever they do set their you know, beginning of the year or their, their annual goals or vision boards, similar to how setting an intention can propel you into this action or shift in your belief, Inspired action can be the jolt that you need to take your first big baby step. So one of the ways that I've used inspired action is by starting Sadie Baddies. I've talked about this before, but inspired action is, again, it's that action that's taken because you are filled with purpose because you feel a passion for it or it's a spark in your creativity or it's just this intuition, this inner knowing that you should follow through with this step. Inspired Action for me, when I started Sadie Baddies, it came at a time where I really did not have any resources whatsoever. And I, and I really mean I had no resources. I was living very much paycheck to paycheck barely making it by I mean I'm talking after I had paid my rent that was slim to none what I had left like I did not have a lot of disposable income to take care of myself or to you know save up for a vacation or go to brunch every weekend or not that those things determine where you are in life but I'm just saying that this was an inspired action that I took when I had no idea of what the outcome would be later on. The inspired action I took was starting Sadie Baddies came at a time where I needed something outside of my nine to five to help me to, to feel inspired again, to feel out of this, this place of, of this limbo that I, that I was in for, for months And I was at a dead end job. I was feeling really lost and quite miserable. And I felt very much stuck. So this inspired action came to me because I actually had a dream that I would be starting something. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I did have a dream um, almost a year and a half before starting Sadie Baddies. And I wrote it down in my journal I wrote about it, but it was this calling that I had that I was going to be starting something that was really important and that was really needed. And then once I actually did start Baddies, I realized this is what I was meant to do my whole life. This is the calling that I was waiting for. And some people, you know, spiritually, they might call this a download. Some people might call this their aha moment, but it is inspired action, whatever, however way you call it. And I also think of it as waiting for the sign, waiting for the signal. Um, That's how I have come to learn what inspired action is. That's what it's meant to me. And by taking that first step of, okay, I'm gonna do this, even though I'm scared, I'm gonna feel the fear and I'm gonna do it anyway. That is the first step in taking inspired action. And when you do follow through, ultimately you realize that you are aligned with your path the whole time. So there is a slight difference between inspired action and goal setting. So inspired action relies very heavily on your intuition and the feeling. So it could be a gut feeling, could be this visceral knowing that you have, meaning that your body reacts. Maybe it's the way that you feel. You feel tingly inside. Maybe it's your heart racing a little bit, or you start to have this spark. You have this jolt or this light in you that kind of switches off. I know for me, that's what it felt like. It felt like a light that turned on finally. And maybe it's none of that at all. Maybe it's just this quiet, very comforting, peaceful feeling, but it's really based on your feeling towards the action that you want to take. So, this is a little bit different than goal setting because goal setting is a little bit more objective. Goal setting is kind of having a problem and wanting to find a way to solve it, or having something that you aspire, an achievement that you want, and creating a plan and a strategy. Goal setting is a little bit more objective because you can kind of take yourself out of the equation and you focus more on the discipline. And building the strategy, the discipline strategy that's going to get you there versus inspired action is just having that gut feeling that you know that you are supposed to take this next step. Inspired action and goal setting are related concepts, but they do differ in their approach to achieving your desired outcomes. So inspired action is all about taking action that's motivated by this inner inspiration or intuition which may or may not be tied to a specific goal. I know when I started Sidey Baddies, I didn't, I had an intention, but I didn't say to myself, I want this amount of followers by six months. I want these amount of brand partnerships in a year. I want this amount of downloads in two years or whatever it was. I didn't necessarily tie those things to a goal or specific goal. It's more characterized by this sense of passion, creativity, and flow, and often it can lead to unexpected or rewarding outcomes, which is the beautiful part of it. It's kind of the spontaneity of saying yes. and That's what inspired action is all about. It's also often rooted in the present moment, and it can be this spontaneous response to a particular situation or idea. Also, if you're somebody that, has a lot of ideas or you have in your notes app, you got like 57 business ideas. This might mean that you are someone that does have a response to inspired action, but you might've just not taken the actual action part. So you're taking the inspiration component, but you're taking out the action. The whole point of inspired action is that when you are inspired, that you do act on it, that you do respond to it in a way that is a direct response to that feeling that ignites you, to that feeling that makes you say, yes, this is exactly what I wanna do. And there is this theory that I have heard in, um, from various authors, from people that are creatives or creative entrepreneurs. And essentially it's this theory that when you have an idea, it is a gift. So your creativity is a gift, meaning that at any point you may or may not have that same concept or idea come to you and your idea can only sit there for so long before it goes to someone else. And that's why a lot of times we do see people that say, oh, I had that idea. Oh, I was going to do that. I was going to start that brand. I was going to start that page. I was going to start that clothing line with the exact same concept. I was going to start hoodie velour hoodies with zippers and graphic design in the back and rhinestones. I was going to do that, but you didn't. And that's the whole thing is taking inspired action requires you to move your feet, requires you to say yes, even if you don't have all the answers ready. And that's one thing about inspired action is that sometimes it can feel like you're being impulsive or you're just being haphazard about your decisions. But the truth is, sometimes it's just that signal to just do something about it. And whether it requires you to just lay the foundation out and then come back and build the rest of the building blocks later, at least something that shows you that you are, you, meaning that if you do have a sense of inspired action to do something that you're proving to yourself, okay, I'm going to explore this. And sometimes if we wait too long, that idea, that inspiration goes away. And that's why sometimes if you have all these ideas but you don't act on it and you just kind of let it sit there, you start to feel less inspired. And then before you know it, you're like, ah, oh, maybe it wasn't a good idea. Maybe it was just something stupid but that's not what you thought in the moment. In the moment, you thought this was amazing. In the moment, you thought that this could be something that could really pop off and you've spent a lot of time maybe ruminating on it or trying to predict the outcomes or trying to over plan to the point where you're not doing anything at all. And this happens all the time. This happens to me. Um, recently, I was working on something that I'm working on for y'all very soon. But I've been working on this project and this product, actually, for Sadie Baddies. And I haven't kind of stalling because I didn't feel super confident um, about it, because I just felt like it was not something I knew a lot about. So I'm over here, you know, I'm like, okay, let me start drafting it. I'm going into my Google Doc that I, you know, I use a lot when I'm kind of starting out a creative path or I'm just jotting down some ideas. And uh, I didn't even realize that two months ago, I had already fleshed out the same outline that I was going to sit down for an hour and write out. I already wrote it out. So that means that I already had that inspired action happen. All I need to do is start working on it. That's it. Sometimes over-planning can be a form of procrastination. Sometimes when we want to know all of the details of our plan, that can be a form of procrastination. And what you don't want to happen is for you to wait and wait and wait and push off your your ideas to the point where you don't even want to work on them anymore or they just become something that was just in your imagination and not something that's actually realized. So it's important to, it's essential actually, that when you do have that spark of inspired action that you actually act on it. So inspired action is also more about taking in action in the moment based on inner guidance. So As mentioned, goal setting is more about creating this plan for achieving your objectives in the future. However, although both of these concepts can complement each other, inspired action can help inform and guide your goal setting. So working with them hand in hand versus saying, okay, I'm going to take inspired action only and I'm not going to have a strategy. No, no, no. That's not what we're doing. Inspired action is just that allows you to get your feet off the ground. That's it. It's not to abandon your strategy. It's not to abandon actually fleshing things out. It's not to abandon your business plan. We need those things because that not only legitimizes our ideas, but it also creates us a path of being lucrative. It creates us a pathway to having structure and having processes and policies and especially if you're in the service industry say you are a nail tech or you are someone that wants to do makeup if you don't have a process if you don't plan to ever have a booking page or god forbid you're one of these people that's like dm to book girl i need you to (laughs) i need you to at minimum get a link in your bio so people can make appointments you know what i'm saying like you don't need to do a lot um but you need to do something that allows your business and your your creative process, whatever it is that you are creating or establishing, it needs a space. It needs a space to thrive and actually be successful. So I think it's always good to remember that inspired action and goal setting can work hand in hand. And achieving goals also allows you to feel this sense of satisfaction and motivation so you can continue taking inspired actionable steps. So just because you have inspired action to start a business or to start something, it doesn't stop there. You're going to continue having inspired action. The inspired action for this podcast started a year before I actually put out an episode. And it actually was something that took me a long time to do because, again, I was trying to talk myself out of it. But what happened in the end, God was like, I can either can let you continue doubting yourself or I can help you to have the support, the resources you need to actually get this going. And lo and behold, when I actually started taking action, inspired action, I realized I had everything I needed. I didn't need anything else. My fiance being a creative like myself and being a multi-hyphenate like myself is actually a recording artist. And um, he had all of the tools that we needed to do a podcast. This mic that I'm using right now, the headphones, the software, he had everything already, plus his own office studio. So the fact that I had literally everything I needed, but I was still creating excuses shows how fear can get in the way of us just taking that first step. So let's talk about how we can use our inspired action to get unstuck. So the first thing is to tune into your intuition. Your intuition develops when you learn how to trust yourself, period. If you are struggling with following your intuition, if you're the person that always asks other people for your opinions before opinions, before you do something yourself, it's probably because you don't trust yourself. If you know what you are capable of, if you know what your likes and dislikes are, if you know your strengths and weaknesses, you won't always need that external validation constantly before you take that inspired action. This is not to be confused with creative collaboration or brainstorming, I love that. That is, I love creating with other people. I love bouncing off ideas with other people, but I only do that after I've already taken the first step after I've already taken my inspired action to start what I want to start, to do what I want to do without asking anyone. Because I know that if I have a download to do something, it's because I'm meant to do it, not because I'm meant to ask and survey everybody I know and ask them, is this a good idea? What do you think about this? Have you done this before? It's okay to ask for people's opinions, but not until you've actually done the work yourself to get things going and get the ball rolling. So when you trust your intuition, it allows you to tune into your inner voice. It also allows you to sharpen your decision-making skills. When you think about people that are business owners or entrepreneurs or CEOs, they're all about making decisions and they make a lot of decisions all the time without Having a strong intuition, it's almost impossible to make decisions that are going to be helpful for you, your business, your brand, your creativity, whatever it is. Without having that intuition sharpened, it's very difficult to make any decisions for yourself or for other people that would affect you in the future. So, how do you sharpen your intuition or how do you tune into your intuition? So, for me, and for a lot of other folks as well, this might involve stillness. And that is why stillness is an essential part of my routines every single day. Stillness meaning having a chance to kind of quiet the external noise, that your external stimuli. I love to have my stillness moment in the morning, first thing in the morning, if I can, the earlier the better. This usually involves meditation for me. This involves journaling. This involves sometimes even just listening to some mantras and allowing myself to be present, fully, fully present without any distractions. This also might mean for you, that if you are a spiritual spiritual person to deepen your spiritual practices, a lot of folks and a lot of people who are creatives, who are entrepreneurs, find that when they deepen their spiritual practices, their intuition is much sharper. And I also really love the book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. It is such a good read, and it really aligns with this concept of inspired action, taking inspired action, sharpening your intuition, and making decisions that are not only aligned with your business or anything that is related to your business or your entrepreneurship. It also really talks about how we can fine-tune ourselves spiritually so that we are listening to our source where we're listening to the the force in our life that allows us to have this life force energy so sharpening your intuition and listening to what your inner self is telling you and paying attention to those feelings any feelings of inspiration of excitement if there's something that you're working on and it's not exciting you it doesn't necessarily mean you need to abandon it but maybe there's another way to look at it. For example, if I'm sitting down and I'm trying to write out a podcast episode and the juices are just not flowing, everything's kind of like, mm, I don't I don't know about this and I'm doubting myself. I'll take a step back. I allow myself to to breathe. I ask myself and I ask God, what is it that you want me to share? What is it that you want me to say? Because I look at myself as a vessel. I look at myself as a way for God to use me so that I can share things that I might not be able to express on my own. And I also find that when I focus on fine-tuning myself and my spiritual practices, it really helps me to feel more aligned with what I want to share as well. Because if it doesn't feel right, if it's not intuitively what I want to share, or if I'm just doing it just to do it, I always kind of feel this ick afterwards. And sometimes you got to do things for, for business sake. Okay. Like just like you got to do your taxes. And I don't think anybody loves to do their taxes, but you got to do it. There are some things, admin work, um, bookkeeping, uh, staffing, those types of things, those are things that are not necessarily fun parts of having a brand or having a business, but they are things that we are responsible for doing. However, what I'm more saying is the base, your why of what you are creating. And once you find that why, that's really what's going to anchor you so that you can continue developing a strategy that is lucrative, a strategy that is efficient. And that can be copy and pasted, especially if you do plan to hire staff or you plan to hire people on your team to help you. You need to have a strategy that is simple so that people can apply it, rinse and repeat. So that's it's consistent in that you have consistent results. So if you have a business that's based, say, in New York or London or Paris, you want your team members that live in Copenhagen to copy and paste it. You want your team members that live in L.A. to be able to copy and paste it and have the same process despite wherever they are in the world or in life. So that's step one is tuning into your intuition. Step two is taking small steps. So sometimes when we get overwhelmed with what to do or how to do something, it's because we're taking a huge chunk of something that should really be a tiny, tiny bite. So sometimes feeling stuck can be overwhelming and it can be really hard to know where do I start? When you take very small, manageable steps towards a goal, it can really help you to not feel overwhelmed and to stop procrastinating with taking that first step. So one thing that I do and one thing that I've learned how to do is to break down processes. So for example, we're starting a new season of the podcast, right? Officially today, season four. I'm going to probably have anywhere between 10 to to 14 or 15 episodes in the season possibly, right? Right but I'm not gonna write out every single episode today. I'm not gonna do every single promo uh, flyer today. Everything is gonna be broken down into little baby steps. I'm not gonna reach out to every guest that we're gonna have on the show today. It has to be something that is broken down, otherwise you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be intimidated and then you won't do anything. When you project plan and you learn how to strategize, It allows you to simplify all of the things that you need to do. And some of the most successful businesses have gotten this down to a formula. And that's why they're able to replicate their process all over the world, whether it's a clothing company, a restaurant, a service, a wellness platform, whatever it is, when you are able to actually break down what you're doing in simple, actionable steps and also to be honest, working in corporate has helped this with has allowed me to visualize this so much easier as well. I work at a digital tech company, um, actually digital business consulting. Um, but all of, you know, all of the work that I do and have done in the past as well is broken down in sprints. So this these are bi-weekly cycles, meaning every two weeks we have a project plan. And in that project plan, everybody has a role. And within that role, you have your individual tasks and everything is aligned. All Everything that I'm doing as a digital strategist affects what, say, the development team is doing. Everything that the development team is doing also affects what the... Um, operations team is doing. So everything is intertwined. Everyone's working together for a common goal. And this is why successful businesses have so many different departments and teams. And it might seem really singular sometimes like, okay, you're just the person that does the graphic design for the emails. No, that person is super important because they're sending out material that clients are going to see, that potential business partners are going to see, that other people are going to interact with. So it has to be a certain way. And so what I've learned through my own nine to five and my own um, work experience for the last seven years is everything has a process. And once you're able to break it down, it eliminates that fear, that procrastination, and allows you to get things done. Some of the tools that I love using for project planning, as you know, is Notion. All the Notion girlies stand up. <laughs> okay. Like Notion is that girl. Um, and Google Calendar, uh, even my Outlook calendar, even though it's not my favorite, but I still use it for, you know, all my meetings, appointments, podcasts, interview reminders, scheduling, all of that. Um, chat GPT has actually been, you know, something that more and more creatives are using because we're realizing that, yes, it is an AI tool, but to be honest, Google is AI as well. So if you use Google, you probably could use chat GPT or other AI tools. Siri is also AI. So AI has been around for years. I think people are just actually giving it language, but that's a whole nother topic. All right. That's a, that's a nice juicy topic that we're going to save for later. Cause I'm very into talking about this digital, are we in a digital dystopia or a digital utopia? Let's decide. Anyway, <laughs> um, I digress, but the whole point is that you want to find out what your process is. Is you, Are you someone that loves a whiteboard situation where you can just flow and you can write all over the place? Are you someone that likes to mind map? So mind mapping is really, it's kind of like dumping and then placing each part or each component of your thought process in a way that follows a strategy. I love mind mapping. I do a lot of mind, ma- mind mapping for larger projects that I work on. Um, I also really love just an open brainstorming session, going to a coffee shop, changing my environment, going to a museum, going hiking, spending time with my friends, spending time with my loved ones. That allows me to think about things in a more well-rounded way. I can't tell you how many times I've felt I've left feeling inspired to do something or go create something after spending time with my friends, creating friendship dates, you know, maybe instead of just getting brunch with your friends all the time, do something creative with them. I recently just actually a friend and a friend of mine and I are going to a figure drawing class in a couple of weeks. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I've done before and I, and i really enjoy, but doing it with someone else also allows you both to experience it at the same time. So having these moments, living your life offline as well is also a really good way to reignite your inspiration. Because sometimes when you feel compelled to share everything you're learning, everything you're trying, everything you're creating, it can feel almost performative. And it can make you feel like, Mm, well, I haven't mastered this, so I shouldn't share it. You don't have to share it. You can still do these things. And that's why I think it's always important to have a healthy relationship with social media, with technology, so that you are doing things on your own terms and you're doing things at your own time. So taking inspired action really requires us to know ourselves. It requires us to trust ourselves and taking these small baby steps and create and having the tools we need to create these actionable items is really what allows us to feel excited and feel ignited to take um, inspired action. The next way to get unstuck is to cultivate a growth mindset. So what is a growth mindset? A growth mindset is all about Focusing on opportunities instead of dwelling on past failures or mistakes. So focusing on progress that you've made. Having a growth mindset can really help you overcome your limiting beliefs and take action towards your goals. So embracing your challenges as opportunities for growth and learning and celebrating your successes along the way. That's what having this growth mindset is all about. And I am definitely a firm believer in this. I have been rejected. Y'all, I've talked about my flop era. (laughs) I mean, another episode that really shows a lot about this growth mindset that I've developed over the years is lucky girl syndrome, um, rewriting your narrative, all the things. And so this is something that's familiar to me and it's really allowed me to look at my challenges as opportunities and say you know what this isn't working out but guess what it's going to work out it's fine like i got this this is okay um and not looking at setbacks as the end all be all if i if i was if i were to accept every single setback that i had or every challenge that i had as the end all be all i would not be here and i mean here as in i would not be talking to you but also here as in <laughs> here on this earth because there are always going to be situations that challenge you. There's always going to be situations that break you down. But part of building the courage to have inspired action is taking the leap anyway and being understanding that That's okay that this happened to you, that you didn't get the callback, that you got a job rejection, that you didn't get into the school you wanted, that you didn't get the business grant. That's okay. But guess what? You keep going. You don't stop until you get exactly what it is that you're seeking and what you're after. And lastly, a big part of feeling unstuck is surrounding yourself with inspiration. I touched on this just a little bit but truly i cannot stress the importance of surrounding yourself with people places and things that inspire you inspiration is everywhere everywhere life is more fun when you find inspiration in everything and i mean everything in the cup of tea that you have in the coffee you make in the morning in your your shower that you take at night When you walk and you see little puppies that are just so happy to be here, whatever it is that inspires you, that allows you to take inspired action because it ignites that fire, that inner fire that we all have inside of us that sometimes gets ignored or gets quieted down by self-doubt. It gets quieted down by adulting. It gets quieted down by our obligations that we have when you take a moment to surround yourself with inspiration and surround yourself with things that are beautiful. That's why I love to have fresh flowers in my home all the time, because fresh flowers always remind me of the beauty in the world. As simple as that sounds, it really does help me to feel creative. I also have talked about how I always pick out flowers. The color of the flowers I pick out is always in alignment with the energy that I want to cultivate. So right now I have some really gorgeous orange roses and daisies, and that is connected to actually your sacral energy center, your sacral chakra. And that is all about your sensuality, your creativity, and having that inspiration around you. So I always am very intentional about what color flowers I pick out, what color I'm wearing that day. I tend to be a, you know, a neutral girl. I'm, you know, earth tone baddie. That's that's my vibe most of the time. But every now and then when I do pop out with some color, it's because I'm trying to invoke an energy. I'm trying to invoke an essence. And that is me creating inspiration in my world. So this also includes, you know, traveling, um, surrounding yourself with people who inspire you, places, going to your favorite cafe, going to your favorite museum, wherever it is, and also seeking out mentors, role models, or friends who are supportive of your goals and aspirations is essential. You do not want to be around haters, okay? You do not want to be around haters when you're trying to take inspired action because a hater is going to be the first person to tell you, why would you do that? Or that's dumb, or everybody's doing that. Those three phrases, if someone says that to you after you say that you wanna share something or you wanna do something, red flag. And also this is another reason why sometimes with inspired action, you just have to do the thing before you start asking people. Because if you've already started doing what exactly it is that you wanna do and what you're inspired to do, it's a lot harder for, for people to convince you not to do it when you've already done the work. When you've already laid the seeds in the foundation, it's a lot harder for people to convince you to not do it like the ship has already sailed, babe. (laughs) We're doing this. Like there's no going back. So sometimes it's good to keep those ideas close to you until they have the maturity to stand on their own. If I were to sit around and ask everyone around me, oh, do you think I should start this podcast? Or do you think I should do this? Do you think I should do that? Oh, there's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of people with podcasts. There's a lot of wellness podcasts. Okay. But there's not the soft life podcast. There is not a podcast that is from me by me, by saddy baddies for saddy baddies there. That does not exist. So I need to create that. So that's why it's so important to create something for yourself for a higher purpose as well. If you are spiritually inclined, that can be a gift. It can be an offering to God, to your energy source. And it. Remind you that what you're creating is, is, has a meaning. So I always encourage people to, you know, visit new places, try out new experiences, try out new hobbies, things that you might think, oh, this is pointless. I'm not getting, I'm not going to make money from that. That's actually perfect. We need more. We need more hobbies that do not pay us. We need more hobbies that just allow us to be and explore our creativity, to connect into our inner child. And not everything needs to be monetized. Not every hobby that you have needs to be monetized. And some of the best ways to take inspired action is to connect with our inner child anyway. And when you were five years old, did you ask? Your parents or whoever was your caregiver for money every time you colored in a coloring book? No. Did you ask your parents or whoever for money every time you went to go play sports or climbed a tree or did whatever you did as a kid? No, because it was for pure enjoyment. It was for pleasure, it was for fun, it was for curiosity. And keeping some of that same those same element, elements in our lives even as adults, is how we can continue taking inspired action every single day. So let's do a quick recap. So we know what feeling stuck is, right? Feeling stuck is all about feeling uninspired, unmotivated, even maybe directionless. And feeling stuck is not the same thing as being in a liminal space or going through the ebbs and flows of life or being actually depressed, right? Very different things. Inspired action comes from goal setting and it relies heavily on our intuition and the present moment, while goal setting focuses on achieving specific objectives in the future. So in order to use inspired action to get unstuck, we need to tune into our intuition. We need to take small baby steps towards meaningful goals We need to learn how to cultivate a growth mindset, and we have to surround ourselves with inspiration everywhere. And taking inspired action that feels authentic to you, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to follow a a specific plan at first, but trusting yourself and trusting the process is one way to be open to new opportunities and experiences that arise along the way. And by using these strategies and some of these concepts and themes that we've talked about, you can really start to tap into your inner wisdom, your inner knowing, and take your inspired action towards living a more fulfilled life and embracing your version of a soft life. So Baddies, I hope that this helped you if you have something that you have been wanting to do, wanting to produce, wanting to create, and you've just been waiting on the sign. I hope this is serves as your sign. If not, I hope that sign comes to you quick (laughs) so you can get started and that you don't feel intimidated by trying new things or doing new things because you can do hard things. Remember that. And I am so happy to be back. Honestly, I've missed talking to you. I've missed creating this conversation, this dialogue that we have between us. For you, for all of those who are new here, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Give us a quick five tap five star tap rating on Spotify. It takes all but 2 seconds to tap them five stars, but they help tremendously. Also, you can do the same on Apple. Leave us a five-star rating as well as a review. We love, love, love having reviews from you. They mean so much to us. And again, definitely check out the links below in our show notes for our amazing collaboration with Zando Projects as well as our affiliation with Gem, your daily bite of nutrition and deliciousness. So I... We'll see you in next week's episode, which will be a guest episode. So get ready and stay soft, baddies. See you soon. To stay connected, join Sadie Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more. And sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie.